Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay. Okay. So I just want to ask, wait a minute. First of all, I want to just give this little tiny brief thing for all you real dealers out there that this can't get any more real than this. My friend Laura is on the line. I'll tell you a little bit about her, but (laughs) she's like, are we having a conversation today, Rachel? And I'm like, looking at my phone, like what? Literally sitting in my robe, literally just hanging out with my husband. And she was very, very accommodating to let me, you know, just get ready, get the room set up or whatever. So we have the real deal. And this is my friend, Laura. She was Laura Zawada. And when we knew each other back in college and then Laura Urch now, and I'm going to have her tell a little bit about her story herself. But Laura, first of all, um, I'm so glad we've reconnected. Honestly, we've just reconnected. It has been so great. I don't know what number of years it is between college and now, but over 20, right? Over 30. Um, yes, and we and you were living in the Chicago. We were both living in the Chicago area oh, for right. a while after college, right. and then we visited a little bit. You know, when we were right. on the move, I remember. I think did we visit you in Minnesota, or I think so. I think and so. Then um, you know, just kind of exchanged Christmas cards now and again. Right. But right. Yeah. So it's just been kind of on and off, and then recently, you know, over the last couple of years with your podcast and your books and social media, right. it's easy to, you know, follow. Yeah. Kind of reconnected that way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm just going to tell uh, people a little bit about Laura. She is a gal that loves fun. She's a deep feeler and a connector of people. She's a wife and a mother of three boys. One is a set of twins. She has a married son. She lives out east. She grew up in the Chicagoland area. But if you have Laura on your team or on your floor or part of your um, group, because that's how we met as um, sisters of Minerva with SAE stuff. But if you have her on your team, your family your whatever, you're better off because she really does bring a lot to anything she's involved in. And I love that about you. So before, so I just want to honor you and thank you for being on the real deal. Before we go too much further, I want you to tell me rapid fire questions. Would you say your coffee or tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither. Um, well, I have a cat nearby, so I have to say cat. (laughs) What's the name of the cat? Popeye. Popeye. Okay. Morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. Okay. Would you consider yourself books or movies, gal? Movies. Okay. Leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Okay. Silence or music? Music. Okay. Shower or bath? Shower. Okay. And do you like to be the driver or a passenger? The driver. (laughs) Okay. And then I added this one after 2020. Would you consider yourself more of an eat at home girl or dine out? Um, I like to dine out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I kind of changed the order of this one because it threw so many people off and they got kind of in their head about it. But would you consider yourself just overarching an extrovert or an introvert? Extrovert. Yes. I'm energized by people. Yeah. Well, you have the privilege. You are energized by people and you energize others. Um, 
but I, I, you know that this is called The Real Deal. And thank you, first of all, for being a subscriber and a real dealer and somebody that listens. And you knew my dad, and it was in honor of my dad. It was before he passed that I called it The Real Deal, and I had him on uh, different episodes. But he always would talk about just being authentic, being who you are, you know, and I say this probably every podcast, but leather should be real leather. And, and you want... You want the genuine article, the real McCoy. Wood should be fully wooden and all these kinds of things. But he kept, he brought that more just to people as well. He would always say like, wow, they're the real deal. You know, when we walk away after partying with somebody or he'd say like, they're, they're the genuine article, the real McCoy. And he told us to be the real deal. And just he was Richard Dean, RD. So be the RD, be the real deal. So I started this podcast and uh, Laura, I didn't even know that it was going to go where it's gone or do what it's mm-hmm. done. But I just love to celebrate people who I think are the real deal. And I have you on because you're the real deal. But who in your mind pops into your head like this person in my life is the real deal? And I know you have more than one, but just one that you can share. And how did it affect you to become more authentically, Laura? Um, well, I'm going to really have to say, I think my husband of 30 years, Yeah. when I, yeah, when I met him, um, I was really, um, I guess, uh, fascinated, happy, whatever, just to see that no matter what situation he was in, he was always himself, whether it be. Mm his work or with his friends or my friends or my family or his or wherever, or if it was about a promotion at work or something, he would always just stick to who he really was. And he would never do something that was out of his character. And that was really fascinating for me because Mm -hmm. maybe in my twenties, maybe I really wasn't the real deal. Maybe I didn't know, but he was just consistently Ralph. Yeah. And has been that way. Did you notice that even in the dating process? Like, did you get into enough different situations where you're like, oh, he's consistent? Yes. Yes. I'm like, wow, he's, he's the same way with his work friends as he is with me and his convictions are the same and he acts the same. And um, yeah, so I, so that was very interesting. And I noticed right away. Yeah. So So you were drawn to it and then you end up marrying Ralph. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So good. That's so good. So I want you to tell me, um, I I know I want a little bit of your faith story, Laura, because I think that that, that's just fascinating to me. But I want to know more than that. Like, tell me a little bit about being a Midwest girl, a Chicagoland girl, and then going out east. Tell me some of the transitions, things that you learned about yourself, how you've grown. Because number one, you're going to be informing me because we've not talked about this kind of thing. But I I think everybody's always in transition. We just don't right. know it. You're moving right. out of a role and into another one. And you've been part of those awakened gatherings. But that whole feeling of identity can get destabilizing yes. Yes. when you go through a transition. Yeah. And yeah. people are always in transition. They just don't know it. But you had kind of a big yeah. one. So share with me whatever you want to about that. Because I'm actually fascinated with that change you went through. You can tell us where well, you live, too. I, um, I grew up in the Chicago area around my family and... Uh, after college, I moved back to that area and got a job. Um, Rachel and I have that in common. We were both um, education majors in college. Yep. So I was teaching full time and I was single and um, and I was connected with my family and friends and moving kind of quickly. And 
um, just very happy, just very, very happy with um, my career and with um, social life and, and everything. Yeah. Um, I had always gone to church. So church was um, part of my life and not significantly, but um, we were in a particular denomination and I would go to church. And um, so life was really good. Um, I dated and um, and I thought I would never move <laughs> out of the Chicago <laughs> area. Especially for a man. <laughs> yeah, never like, say never, right? Never say. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet so, in Chicago? Well, we actually met in Ohio because one of my high school friends um, just moved back to the area. So she was in Florida. She moved back to Ohio. And um, so that wasn't too far of a drive from, you know, from Chicago yeah. and I'm an independent woman and I like a good road trip. I like to drive. And so I went to see her and her husband and they said, Oh, Laura, we have a great friend for you to meet, you know? And I just said, you guys are so lucky. I am such a good sport. Sure. <laughs> I'll meet your friend. And they said, Oh, he's so nice. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, did you tell him <laughs> I'm so nice too? You know? So, um, so in our late twenties, I had a blind date, um, with my husband and then this couple, you know, the girl that I went to high school with Melanie, Melanie and her husband. And then we also met, um, we were with a group that I had known when I visited them in Florida too. So there was a pretty, pretty big group of us that all went out. But of course, Ralph and I were meeting for the first time and all he had to do was sit across from me and say, Everybody else knows about you, but tell me about yourself. Who is Laura? <laughs> wow. That's wonderful. That means he was interested, honestly, or cares about people. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was a great line and it worked because, you know, I'm an open book. And so I just, you know, engaged in that conversation. And at the end of the night, we were all um, kind of going our separate ways. And um, I was staying at Melanie and Randy's house. And that's where Ralph had met us. And um, it's late. You know, we went to a comedy club. We went here and there. So it's late. It's after midnight. And Melanie and Randy looked at each other like, Ralph is coming in. You know, like, oh. why is Ralph coming in? <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so that was really kind of fun so we kind that of was interesting. yeah 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 they're like this is not you know so that weekend was over it was a veterans day weekend um mm. that weekend was over and you know it was like okay it was great meeting you we'll see you oh. so um anyway we dated for gosh probably less than a year and we were married wow Wow. Yeah. 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 I guess it was a little bit over a year. We met in November and we were married like a year in February. So we are celebrating our 30th anniversary on wow. Monday. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. I was at the wedding. I think, did yes, we sing yes, at the wedding? at the wedding, both of us? You guys were singing. Yeah. You sang. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautifully. Crazy. Oh gosh, yes. that's a long time ago. So what, can you remember anything you told Ralph about who Laura was or is? Because I think God makes us and I think we are at the core who we are. Yes. I think childhood, we know who we are. 
And I think sometimes life puts things on us and we almost have to, you know, shed those to become exactly back to who we are and maybe anything that you've modified or or who you're becoming. Cause I think God has a bigger picture of us than we do sometimes. So just tell me what you might've said or how you do. I'm sure at that point, I would not consider myself a woman of God. Um, So I think I probably, I probably had my identity in my career, you know, because I had gone back to school. And so I was kind of had my whole career path out. I would be teaching the classroom X amount of years, and then I would advance to something else. And, you know, so I kind of had that. Um, So I'm sure it was something about my career and, Mm -hmm. um, and then something probably that, you know, I just love adventure. I love fun. I would never say no to um, anything, you know, regardless of the time, as long as it was with um, good people. Yep. So, yeah. So so if it's a good person, I will do anything at any time, as long as I'm with great people. Yeah. I think that still fits you now and it fits, you know, it is. You in, in yeah. college, yeah. you know what I mean? You're drawn to people. You're part of groups that like to enjoy each other and people. Um, So if you wouldn't have that point said, like, I'm a woman who loves God, tell me a little bit about, because this is the real deal. I want you to be um, as raw or real or whatever you want to share that makes you feel comfortable. Like, when did God kind of become more real to you rather than theoretical or we go and we do this thing on certain days and then... um, Maybe, maybe how that's formed your identity. I don't know. You know, we're just conversing right now, but something that shifted in you, maybe. Um, I think it really shifted. Um, We really made a shift. um, I would say after we had children, it was shifting when we were married. It was shifting Mm. because um, we became pretty involved in in our church and different churches as we moved around. But um, And we were in a particular denomination. So after we had children, we said, you know what, we have to get this right because we can contradict ourselves with what the beliefs are in, you know, in a church or whatever. I said, but we cannot mess up these kids. Ah. (laughs) So it's like, we know what we have, but then we're saying, you know, something else and we're contradicting. So... Um, we really had to come to terms and, and, you know, thankfully, I mean, I could just look back over the years of who the Christian women are that were in my life, um, that just, you know, had huge impacts with me, you know, Rachel, you being one in college and then another one, like after, uh, Mm. college and when I was married and then this, and, and without children and then, Uh, when we moved and we had children. So when we moved to Virginia, where I live now Mm -hmm. in Williamsburg, um, my friends were my, one of my good friends was a beautiful Christian woman who just had a baby um, when I had my twins. Mm -hmm. So we got to, and so there was a, you know, so we all formed a little bond. So we were in, of course, the mother's of multiple groups and um <laughs> yeah you know we needed to bond together because we had issues <laughs> support <laughs> group let's do. unite yeah so um so then um you know and then we kind of branched so our friend group kind of got bigger and then we you know I'm thinking of this one particular gal who had a single 
but a uh, single child, but um, she was really neat. She was like, well, let's do a Bible study or let's do, you know, so I was going to a Bible study with her and some other great friends. And then we were also encouraged to go to Bible study fellowship, which mm-hmm. is a, you know, a, a huge worldwide organization and we could bring our children. So I'm like, Oh, I could bring the boys and they could have childcare and they're studying Matthew. Well, mm. I know the book of Matthew. I know the gospel. So this will be an easy Bible study. So now I'm in Bible study fellowship. I'm also in a small Bible study with some of my friends and my husband's kind of following the same path, you know, where he joined Bible study fellowship in the evening. He's hanging out with some of these other friends too, the, you know, their husbands. And we are just going, wow, wow. And we're saying we're growing so much spiritually, but nothing has to do with where the church we're going. Like the church that we're going to had very little with our spiritual growth. Okay. Okay. And you just kind of could, re- you had to reconcile that. We did. So we said, you know what? And our friends are like, well, let's, why don't you try such and such church? And, um, and I went to that. So we all went to that church and, um, and I just cried. I just cried. I really felt the living God there. And, and it was great. So we made that transition to that church and then through Bible study fellowship through that very first year studying, Matthew is when um, I totally had a, an awakening mm. and it totally became a new believer in Christ. And, mm. uh, and it was just wonderful. Yeah, it was really great. So then we just had to, um, you know, uh, just kind of let my family know that we were no longer in that denomination and that yeah. was very hard for them. And right. um but really, but we are still at that same church, oh, you know, almost 23 wow. years later. Yes, we're still at that same church. And um, my husband and I were both baptized. Again, we were baptized yes. as infants. And we were both baptized. You know, we were driving from Virginia to Ohio. We had, my husband had to switch jobs while he was in the Air Force. So he had another I don't want right. to call it statesman or something. So, right. um, yeah. So we um, were driving and I said, you know, I just really feel like I am being called to, you know, just really start afresh and be baptized. And he said, you too. Oh, <laughs> God was already stirring that in his heart. Isn't that neat? Yes. So neat. And really when, we, when Ralph and I got married, we did not want children. I didn't know because, that. Because, you know, I was a teacher. I yeah, used to babysit other people. So we knew all that was involved with kids, you yeah. know. So um, we said, you know, no to kids. And then when that started stirring in me, he was like, hey, I am right there with you. So it's really, really neat to see that these we've had these huge life-changing experiences um, together. and. Yeah. And, and such. So, um, yeah. So how long long after was the period when you did start to have children? So you're baptized with kids though, right? Cause you had been, so we're baptized with kids and our, our boys, our first boys were probably around two. Yes. Around two, because you, they had to be two to go to Bible study fellowship. Okay. Yeah. And 
and get the free childcare. And right. it was amazing. So they had the lessons for the children and mm-hmm. we were getting the same lessons and we were just, and we were in great community and we had a great friend base and, um, and we were just really um, exciting. So really that was like 23 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I, you know, what's neat to me is that God calls himself father. Yes. He doesn't say that he's our sergeant. He doesn't say that he's our employer. You know, he's father and we're his children. And when you become part of a family of God, I think no matter what you begin to learn the father, if you didn't know the father, or if you knew the father, then you'd get to know the siblings, you know, somehow God brings us into community. And I think what's key of what your story is, is the real deal is that we are holistic people and we're made for community because scripture says one's the arm, one's the leg. Don't the eye doesn't say here, I don't need you. And so you were brought into kind of a body through Bible study and, th- and people that kind of cared about you. And yeah. and it, it's part of the revelation of who God is. Like yeah. uh, scales coming off eyes or ears unstopping, however that felt. But yeah. I love that you cried in church. Because yeah. I often say to people, they're like, I I don't know what this was. You know, like if I'm speaking, yeah. they'll see that. Or if, we're, if right. I'm just in church with people, I look for the crier. Or, yeah. or some, if I've led worship, doesn't matter. I say, oh, in church, if you cry, that's such a good thing. Because it's yeah. a move of the spirit on your life. You right. know, I had never cried in church before. Yeah. And you kind of yeah. don't know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. Oh, my. That's so good. All right. I'm going to switch gears for just a second. I want to switch gears because you have twins and I don't want to exalt the twins over your other son that's single. I don't mean that, but you have something that you carry because of being a mom of twins. And I want for you to maybe breathe life or encouragement to mothers that have multiples or even just a new mom, just a new mom. What would you say about any of that that would bring some encouragement? Well, you know, I think people have, um, people are always free with advice and, um, and, and we were able to get some advice that said, you know, get your babies on a schedule. And, um, we said, okay. And again, we were older when we got married, we were older when we had children. So we thought we had it all together Mm. (laughs) and we (laughs) didn't. (laughs) I wanted to um, give my babies away. (laughs) one was going to go to my mom one was going to go to my girlfriend you know and um and for the very first time I said to my husband I said I've never heard you yell before and he's like I've never had this little sleep before so yeah right it's you sort of can be just spread thin you know what I mean and you may oh. literally young moms, you may have tears right. that are so on the surface. They're just sitting there, but, yeah. or anger or frustration that's so on the surface. Right. Cause you are you worn feel, a little thin. Yeah. You feel the gamut <laughs> of emotions. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and it's okay. You know, yeah. you can feel every single emotion and you can feel every emotion in an hour and it's okay. Right. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
So that was great. So we did schedule. We were schedulers and mm-hmm. and life was good and our babies were growing rapidly. And by the time they turned four, I took my watch off because I was like, okay, I can finally, you know, ease up on the scheduling a little yes. bit and just enjoy them. And again, when I mentioned we drove, um, we had to move to Ohio. And so they were going to be in kindergarten when we moved to Ohio. And I remember going to a playground with them and I sat on the bench and they just played together and had the best time Mm. on the playground. And I saw all these other mothers like running and playing with their kids. And I'm like, this is my time now. (laughs) Yeah, because they have each other, a built-in playground. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, I put in all that hard work and um, all of that. And um, and you really influenced us too in helping um, mm. with the with the beginning phases of the of uh, you know the babies and getting them on okay. schedule and okay. getting into a routine and things like yeah. that. That really really helped us. That was such a lifesaver for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I mean I remember telling young moms it may not be at nine o five each day, but if you right. begin to see patterns of you know wake uh, yes. eat play, then sleep, not trying to pick up and just kind of keep that schedule in mind. And if one day is really hard, I just remember saying this to people, if one day is really hard, tomorrow's a new day. And if you think about it, scripturally, that's truly what God has said to us. His mercies are new every Every morning. morning. And so we just get this blank slate instead of dragging last night and yesterday into my today. It's just today. And I think moms feel better when they know there's like a fresh start to that, but that, yes, and people absolutely. are quick to give advice. So that's good for you to mention. And I'm sure they're quick to stop people with twins too. Cause they think you yeah. just, you know, and you're just trying to get your yeah. groceries. Or yes, yes, yes. And I really had to change my mindset with that too. Yeah. And just really, um, you know, just allow that and embrace that and not fight against it. Yeah, exactly. And again, these are things that we discussed, um, you know, with mothers of multiples and, yeah. you know, and so, you know, the ones that were a little bit ahead of us, um, you know, would tell us, you know, you just, it's easier if you just embrace it instead of fighting it or instead of getting yeah. frustrated with it. And yeah. so we did that. And, um, and really I would say one, two, three, I think there were probably four friends in that group of the mothers of multiples that all became, um, believers. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we've really grown over, you know, the last 20 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. neat for you to like, you know, when, when you think about growth, kids don't always know they're growing. Maybe yeah. they have to go see a grandpa and grandma or an aunt or yeah. an uncle where they're like, you've just shot up. Look how tall yeah. you are. Yeah. Sometimes when there's a period of not seeing someone, you see growth. But I right. think within our own Christian life, it's like that. But it's yeah. neat. I think we see it in others more easily. Like, I bet you, you thought, oh, sure. well, Ralph is growing, or I see some changes in him, or he thought, wow, Laura's shifting in this way, or I love this yeah. thing that God's doing in her. We often see it for another more than we can see it in our own life. Sure. I, think. I would totally agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about the fact that we get all, you know, we get the fruit of the spirit. It's not like we have to attain one. We actually get it, but I think it becomes more manifest. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, yes. self-control, all that. Is there yeah. some part of your growth where, by the way, it's the fruit of the spirit and it's the works 
of the flesh. So it's not something you strived for. I'm not saying that. And we talked about that in the awakening gatherings. This isn't a striving thing. But is there just a fruit that you know God has grown in you yeah. where you're like, oh, that's of him? Is there something? I, I don't oh, know what yeah. I've never asked definitely, this before. But... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Patience, mm. um, definitely self-control. But patience, like even last night, it's we're struggling with our computers and getting on. Um, yes. Um, Ralph is extremely patient and he has blessed my mom so much. You know, she's also widowed and... And so um, he is just so patient. So when she has questions, she always turns to Ralph. So last yeah. night she had a question about how to get on her online baking. And and I was immediately ready to turn the phone over to Ralph. And I said, Ralph, you need to talk to her because I thought I couldn't do it. I couldn't be patient. You know, she, you know, we were going to be fiery or whatever. And he's like, no, no, keep the phone. You're okay. You keep the phone. So, um, so I was talking to my mom and really, and, you know, she attributed, you know, like, Ralph, thank you so much. You helped me. And I was able to get into my account. And I'm like, (laughs) I helped too. Did you forget the voice too? He was just, he was right there, but I was like, and she was like, yes, yes, you you did. Yeah. Yeah. I am surprised. Or I am surprised you did. You were patient. But even last night I was like, oh my gosh. That is only of God because there's no way I was ready to give that phone right to Ralph and say, I'm, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't talk yeah. to my mom or the phone about, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's, and it's later, it's, you know, at the end of the day when, you know, I'm not my freshest and, um, but really, and then even just, um, you know, with my children, I just mm-hmm. love the patience I have with them as adults and, um, you know, for, and not to just try to tell them what to yes. do, but to listen and listen, you know, kind of authentically listen yeah. instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of coming like a judgment or yeah. an instruction or something like that. Cause um, there is a change, right? There's a change where, um, something that I don't remember exactly what class we took, but they used a clock face. And mm-hmm. when they're young, they use the 12 and the six, you know, yes. and it's straight up and down and it's obedience from top down. They need to obey. Yes. And then all of a sudden it'll get more nine and three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where there's pure yes. exactly. and so it's it more narrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it, it was beautiful to think that there's now like, you know, pure, pure to, you know, you're not peers in the beginning. You're still the parent, right. but it gets right. Like that. And it's a transition, isn't it? it in yeah. adult children is such a privilege. But this yeah. transition, you're not the, their mommy. You know, they're always right. your kids. Right, right. And just really how to, yes, how to patiently, again, the patience has to come with me evolving into this new role. You know, um, I have to be patient with myself because this is this is a new role for me. Exactly. You know, I was, and it was really a transition as well. And, um, yeah, so it's been good. It's been very, very good. Uh, I, we have been blessed beyond measure with three awesome boys. The boys, I just can't say enough about. They're very close to each other. Even the twins with the youngest one. I mean, they just kind of welcomed him in and Mm -hmm. they could be triplets. I mean, they're all kind of the same stature and size and, um, they just really enjoy each other so much and 
we're so thankful and um I'm so thankful that they know the Lord and um yeah at this at this point in their life it's just amazing it is you know <clears throat> excuse me I was uh, talking to my youngest yesterday and we we're talking about dating and he was like mom I, my expectations are just too high I just you know I just these girls, I, I don't know. I, they're just not measuring up. I guess my expectations. And I said, Ben, so I shared like a couple little things. I said, you know, do you think I was this way when I was 20 or mm. 18? I said, honey, I was silly because uh, Ralph and I are listening to him tell this. And we're like, Ben, this girl is interested in you. Yeah. Because he. A, you know, and he's like, she left and then she came back and, and she wanted help with an assignment. And he's like, I think she was kind of playing dumb. I mean, that is so not attractive. I'm like, Ben, it's just one of her tools. It's just, you know, something that girls just <laughs> might yeah. use as a tool at one point. I said, yeah. I'm sure I used it. Yeah. You, you don't know. have to completely disregard her necessarily. <laughs> yes. I said, you know, so I kind of, you know, <clears throat> I talked about, uh, you know, when Ralph and I first met, I said, even I was even in my upper twenties. I said, really, this is not, you know, who your dad met. You know, yes. I am not the same woman who your dad met. We have grown and matured and, right. you know, through everything. And, um, he was like, well, I'm going to have to take, you know, another look or something like that. It was really cute. But um, yeah, but we're just very, very thankful that um, <clears throat> that they have the Lord in their lives at this young yes. age. Yes. They're very active with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Well, we're, we're um, I just, number one, I <coughs> want to back up on, on the patience that you talked about because yeah. I didn't have this in my calendar, right? No, I had it in my calendar. I just didn't pay attention. And Laura's like, aren't we supposed to talk today? And then I'm thinking, oh, but you could have been rattled by all that was thrown your way when it came time to record for the real deal. And you weren't. And so I just want to say the patience of God in you is on display <laughs> even today. So I'm really grateful. And you could have been kind of mad at me or frustrated and you weren't. Yeah. And so I just, yeah. I just want to honor you that God is working no. in your life. It's just a parent just to be around you because the joy of the Lord is our strength and you have such joy and it's yeah. just, it's wonderful. It really is. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you in a second to just pray for the audience and I want to pray for you. And I'm going to close with a little prayer that my dad used to say, but is there anything, maybe it's too fast of a question, but is there anything in your life that you think I wouldn't want this again, but I'm so grateful God used in my life. Is there a hard thing that you went through or a season oh, that, that absolutely. just grew you? Tell me something about it. Absolutely. Um, well, I think I was probably my most reckless, you know, in my twenties and, um, and really, I feel like, I mean, God is only the one that could change, have changed, you know, mm. this, the recklessness into, you know, into refining. All, all I can say is like, he just refined me. I couldn't remain that person. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just couldn't and, and have that much joy in my life or have that much peace in my life or patience or love really. Um, 
but all of those wow. things I have really, I really know what love is. I mean, I remember in the very beginning when Ralph and I were first married, you know, we didn't date long, we were long distance. Hmm. So even in our first times of, of marriage, I felt like, um, oh, I blew it now. He's yeah. going to leave me now. <laughs> He's never seen this side of me, you know. Mm. And um, and I always felt like, you know, it was more of like a performance thing. And it was like, nope, okay. It's instead of that unconditional love, instead of that merciful God that his, you know, mercies are new every morning. And yeah. that, you know, and he doesn't hang on to that stuff that we hang on to. But I am so glad um, I went through that because I think I can love better. I'm a better mother. I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. Um, I'm a better citizen. I'm a better woman of God. You know, all mm. of those things. Yeah, for going through that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would go through it again. But again, I just cannot get over um you know, I try to share some of that with the boys a little bit, but, um, you know, they're just, they just can't even imagine right. that. Yeah. They just right. can't even imagine. It. And I think it's just so cool that, um, you know, that's it, nothing's too big for God and it's never right. too late. And, um, yeah. And that he, he, you know, he had his hand on me since day one. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and he carried me through those rough times and, and, you know, and so many times people have stinking thinking and think like, yes. oh, God's punishing me for that behavior. And, you know, um, and I never really uh, held on to that. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, whether through, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So, I love the changing you from reckless to a refining of sorts so that he could kind yeah. of fully. Yeah grow and redeem. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I really enjoyed uh, reading those redeeming stories. So yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is so good. I just, I want to thank you for your time. Like we could so do another one if you'd come on in the future, because we didn't talk education or we didn't talk yeah. like, yeah. you know, wife and mother stuff. We yeah. didn't talk just yeah. marriage. I mean, but right. I just kind of wanted right. to hear your heart and, yeah. you know, you know that, I was part of the process that was when we were young, when we were younger, but to yes. see a maturing of both of us, but a maturing of your faith is just simply yes. beautiful. So that's a glory yeah. to God thing. Yes. So yes. if you, if you feel comfortable, would you just pray for the real deal audience sure. and anybody that's hearing your voice? And then I'll, I want to pray over you and then I'll just pray a prayer that my dad prayed. So thank you, Laura, okay, for coming. Great. I really appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Thank you. And yes. thanks, okay. Michael, for helping us get off. Yes, that. Yes. So good. Way. <laughs> so good. All right. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, uh, we just want to just um, pause and give uh, all the glory to you as, um, as our father and as our comforter and as our king of kings. And Lord, as we go through life, and I'm just so thankful that um, the Lord has placed so many people in my life along the way, and including Rachel. And I just um, continue to ask to continue to bring uh, blessings to her and pray um, abundantly over her ministries and continue to flourish them. And, and Lord, we just pray for her audience and that, um, that just um, any word, any truth that they hear that they can um, continue to look into that deeper and let, make it um, become a reality of who you are and, 
and such. And Lord, I just um, thank you for this time. And, and uh, I just ask blessings of, uh, upon Rachel and her family. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And God, I thank you for Laura. I just pray that you'd continue to prosper her in all things that she does. Lord, you tell us that you will make us healthy as our soul prospers. You just are a good God who wants to lavish your blessings on us. And so I thank you for the goodness in Laura's life, her testimony today of your faithfulness to bring her from a reckless place into a redeemed place, Lord. And and I thank you for that. I praise you for Ralph. I praise you for her boys. I thank you for the uh, trajectory that you have them on and the blessings that you have in store for them. I pray from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that she'd be blessed today, God, that she'd know that you bless to the thousandth generation, those who love and serve you. I thank you that there's nowhere we can go that we aren't in your presence because we contain you, God. So I just speak a blessing on her today. And Lord, I just pray for each of the people listening. I just ask that you would help them to be the real deal, that they would authentically be who you've called them to be. You've called them a masterpiece. They're created in you, Christ Jesus, to do good things that mm-hmm. you got it planned long ago for all of us. And so I just pray for that. And I pray this prayer that my dad prayed, Lord, we ask for all the people listening, help us to mm-hmm. be the best we can be. And we will thank you in Christ's name. We do thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. It's so good to have you. And if it's okay, this will be both on regular, you know, the real deal and the video, because I'll just put it on my YouTube channel. You okay with oh, that? Very good. Yay. Okay. I bless you as you go. Thank you for your time because it All was right. a little bit of a, you know, whatever, but I'm really grateful. I know. And I did. I thought it was the devil just shutting that down. Like you have nothing to say, Laura. So good no, thing. This is so <laughs> good. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye, Rach. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. <laughs>